0: if your AD is not the main guy it's like i'm gonna just play for just clear the wave and then looking for roaming so i always check my AD carry and then i check if this guy's main AD or got auto fail that's the most important thing you like when, when you when you play solo kill <laughs>
1: Welcome to Challenger Insights, where we dive into the minds of the best League of Legends players to figure out how they think about the game. I'm your host Lucas, and today I'm joined by Ole. He's a support main currently playing for the Golden Guardians. And not only that, he reached rank 3 in Korean solo queue at the end of last season with nearly 1400 LP. He's also reached rank 1 in Brazil, Taiwan and NA, so all around, it's super impressive. Um, he plays many support champions, of course, but his most played champion is Thresh. So that is what we'll be discussing today. But before we get started, we're doing a live Q&A with Olay in the Challenger Insights Discord. It'll be happening this Sunday, January 9th, at 8 AM Central Time, or 2 PM in the UK. The Discord also has transcripts for this and every other episode, and you'll be notified when a new episode comes out. So if you want to join that, the link for that will be in the show notes. Ole, it's really awesome to have you here. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Uh,
0: Hello, guys. Thank you for having me here. So I'm glad to join this podcast. It's my first time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. All right, let's get started. Um, First of all, I'd like to know, how would you describe Thresh in your own words?
0: I think Thresh is a champion that you can play aggressive and defensive. I think that's why Thresh has been like always be kind of OP picks and I really think my Thresh is like it's like I can do anything. It's like I can I can go for hook, I can protect my team with my lantern. So I would say it's kind of perfect champion for support.
1: Okay. So, an all around champion that can do anything. Awesome. Um, so, well, what kind of sets Thresh apart from the other hook champions then? You know, compared to like Blitzcrank or Pike, for example, um, would you say that Thresh uh, does the same thing or just a lot more? Uh, how would you compare them? So, I think
0: the biggest difference between Thresh and other hook champions is the Lantern. Because the Lantern, Thresh can. Like protect his teammates like really insane way. It's like usually, especially in high quality game, your teammate's gonna die because the where he is. But the lantern just like ignore where he is. He just like click lantern and then back off. But when you when you think about Blitzcrank and Pike, both champions are really offensive and they can make some play. But there's no
1: like really hard to protect his teammates. Okay, interesting. Um, alright. So if you were to compare yourself to like the average Thresh player, um, how do you play him differently and what kind of gives you an advantage?
0: So like when I, when I just first played Thresh, I, I was the one who just like play super aggressive, like always look for hook, always look for Q flash. So I I was the one who just like always look for their play, but Later and later, I start to figure out. Some point, it's like there, there there's some moments that you, even though you hook, it doesn't mean anything. So I should, I should keep the position like behind to, uh, ready to throw the lantern for teammates. So, uh, my big advantage compared to other player is like I know when to, when to play aggressive or when to play defensive. So yeah, I think that's. That's like really important. Okay,
1: that's interesting. So, would you say that most people just stick to this aggressive style, and they're never really thinking about when uh, they should be focusing on, you know, the position that they lanterned from? Hmm. Okay. Uh, in that case, don't you run the risk of being too passive if you're just in the back, ready to lantern? you still need to exert pressure in the lane, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So that. So that's the like really hard thing to kinda of figure out. Especially in high quality game, like high MMR game, it's like if you just back off, enemies start to like walk up forward, you know? And if you don't back off, you are giving them to chance to gank you. So it's really you know, it's really hard to say what's right, what's wrong. But I think that's the that's the like really important thing that if you really wanna get high MMR or get Challenger, you should know that what's right, what's wrong at that slight moment. So also it's like I kinda of giving them kinda lock of like Roxy paper game. It's like, oh maybe this guy is doing fake or this guy just back off for just lantern. So it's it's kinda of hard to say it's like this guy just back off for just being safe or just back off for kinda of fishing me up, you know?
1: Yeah, I, I do like that, though. So it's not so much that you're, you know, just constantly staying back, but you're really just kind of weaving in and out and, and, and you know, testing the waters, I guess, right? Cool. Um, all right. What other common mistakes do you see other Thresh players make that you know how to avoid?
0: So I think before Thresh was like really, really broken, and then... Riot start to figure out, wow, Thresh has insane melee and the pick rate, and Riot start to nerf and nerf. So, Thresh is not, like, before, Thresh just, like, can just flash and then level 2 with Ignite. I I could just kill everyone, but nowadays, Thresh is not that much strong as before, so it has to be more, kind of, safe to play, so... I think nowadays what I see what I saw from other stretch is like they, they still think like they are strong as before. And then they start to play aggressive at level one to three. And then when once they die, game is just over. So I think now I just when I when I get thresh on in solo queue, I don't play like crazy as before. I just play like okay, I play for lantern, okay I'm gonna ready for hook. If I miss, I'm not gonna go forward. It's like I think it's more likely kinda bleach crank way. It's like when you play bleach, if you miss hook, you don't go for it, right? But before it's like even though you miss thresh hook, you can still kill enemy with the flay and auto attack. But I don't see that nowadays. It's like, if you miss Thresh hook, you should just back off. Otherwise, it's like Thresh is not as strong as before. And once you die, game is just over.
1: Hmm. All right, so what you're saying is basically people seem to overestimate Thresh's early damage, right? And yeah. throwing hooks uh, <laughs> all the time as a result. OK, interesting. Um, all right. Um. Another question uh, I I wanted to ask, since you play so many different support champions, when should you actually pick Thresh? Um, So, like, which uh, compositions or situations is he actually good in, and which ones would you not pick him in?
0: I think in high MMR game, it's, like, usually Thresh getting banned, but Thresh is a champion that you don't want to give them to play, you know? It's like, if you see enemy, pick Thresh. You know, even though you know thresh got nerfed and then you can pick whatever champion into but it's just like look look at the picture or the draft on enemy, it's like just, just annoying, isn't it? So it's like I think thresh is kinda weird position right now. You don't wanna give or so you don't actually just wanna first pick right away. But because I don't wanna give them to play an uh thresh, so I just play thresh <laughs>
1: Okay. So he basically, he, he can be played at any comp and it doesn't really matter. It's just more about you want to first pick it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Uh, so since you've played a lot uh, in, in both Korea and NA, I was wondering what kind of differences do you see between the regions and especially when it comes to uh, how people play the support role?
0: So first of all, uh, it's like when I play Korea solo queue, uh, it's like people were just like spamming game before the season ended like every day it's like I find solo queue and I, I got a game around five minutes even though I was like rank 10 and when I went to play any server it's like sometime after 11 p.m. I cannot find the game that like I literally wait for one or two hours and I still couldn't get a game if you are in Korea you're gonna have more games than in NA I think that's the really really biggest uh, difference and when it comes to the support role it's like when you check the NA server it's like not everyone but you will see some people just like playing some random stuff like Janna you know Sona it's like some Meiji stuff but In Korea solo queue, if you just play no meta support, you are not get the challenger at all. Like, really, really hard to get the challenger or MMR. So, it's like, usually after you get a challenger, you will only see them playing the meta champion, or unless they are one-trick insane player like, you know, some famous Korean one-trick player. In Korea, so like when you when you check the replay, they only play the highest win rate champion like nowadays, Thresh, Leona, Rakan, Lulu, like those champions. You will only see them. It's not like they they don't know other champion. They just they just pick the highest win rate champion. So it's like let's say I can play ten champions. But when it comes to Korean solo queue, I will always consider playing like four to five champions. I'm not going to play other five champions because they are not the meta. But when I play in NA, it's like people just pick random shit. And I just, I don't know. I just like, okay, fine. I'm going to play whatever. I think that's that's the big difference, I think.
1: Would you say, like is that a good thing or is it a bad thing? Uh, you say that in NA, you know, people just pick random stuff, but wouldn't you say that it's good to experiment with a lot of different champions? Um, what's your thought on that?
0: It's like, when I saw the new meta coming, it's usually from EU because they're trying new stuff a lot. But in Korea, I think they are more conservative to pick something random, something new, so. The good stuff in Korea Solok is like people are picking the meta champion and it's kind of same as the, what is that, LCK or Screams. Like the game quality is like pretty high. But it's like when you go to other regions, it's like, okay, they're trying new stuff. Okay, maybe they can make something new. But the game quality is not like the stage game. So, you know, I think. What I what I think is like sometimes the Korea solo queue quality is like kinda higher than other regions scream. So that's why people consider, you know, coming to Korea and the practice or boot camp here, right? Because when they play here they feel like the game quality is higher than their scream game in
1: other regions. That's super cool, I didn't know that. Alright. Um yeah, let's let's get back to uh, uh, thresh for a bit. So, just uh, before we really get into it, um, what runes and summoners are you usually running on thresh? So, I think it's like usually I I go for ignite.
0: I think eighty percent I go ignite. I think only time I go just will be when I play with the uh, Apelius and then when enemy has the like ring combo because. Apillus going to outscare anyway, and if enemy just doesn't one-shot Apillus, Apillus just going to clean up everyone. So I think only that moment I go Just. Besides that, I usually go Ignite and then look for kills.
1: Okay. And when it comes to uh, runes, what, uh, what's your usual rune page? Uh,
0: I think 70% I go Guardian, 30% I go Aftershock. Usually I go Aftershock when enemy... Can one shot me. So it's it's like when enemy has like Kaisa Leona or Samira Alistar. It's like when they can actually one shot me, I go aftershock. Sometime I was thinking about the Predator or now as the Glacier. But I do think like Predator is okay against the some mage support that you can just like spamming roaming and then make some play. But I think Glacier is also okay, but I don't have that much game on Glacier Thresh, so I, I, I it's it's hard to comment on this. But yeah, I think still I still go for Guardian. Maybe I'm a boomer, but
1: yeah. <laughs> Alright, fair enough. Um yeah, let's let's talk about the, the laning phase for a bit. Um I have a uh quite a few questions about this. Just to start things off, what's your goal for the first few levels in the laning phase?
0: uh so usually uh thresh can get level 2 advantage in against like most of matchup so like level 1 i just always try to get level 2 advantage and then when i get level 2 i always look for hook or if enemy just doesn't back off right away i just flash board and they just try to kill them so i think usually the thresh has to always try to get the early level advantage and they get the laning winning like position. And yeah, I think usually the most important thing is a level one, two, three. And usually also the another kinda good tip is like when you get level two, don't just uh point up the Q right away because usually people go E level one E and then level two Q. But usually when you start to push the wave enemy if enemy jungler start on uh jungle start on another side, didn't get leash, they can they end up uh, coming bot at level three. So I usually don't point uh, Q right away. And just like, oh, if enemy jungle can come, I just like uh, give point on my lantern. So usually when enemy just like, oh, my jungle is coming bot, okay, I'm gonna flashy, And then somehow I just throw the lantern and then they just like literally waste one minute. Uh, The summary is like get level two advantage, Uh, check enemy jungle coming or not. If jungle it can come bot, I lead it for lantern. If not, I go for uh hook and then play more aggressive. So it's like stretch. The good thing is like you can play aggressive or passively. It's like up to the situation. So you always have to think what what's your goal at before the first base.
1: Okay. Um, let's go back to that. Uh, what you said earlier that you always want to get a level two advantage so that you know you can you can have that nice level two engage. How do you actually get that advantage? Um, are you actively pushing the wave along with your AD carry to get that, or are you leaving it up to them? Uh,
0: so usually the Thresh always get the Targon. Usually I don't I don't pop right away. I I save two stacks for next uh next two Billy minions. So before second wave coming, uh, I start to auto enemy support or enemy AD carry just like... Because Thresh has the insane damage with the E passive. So yeah, I just like, throw, like hit them, hit them, hit them, hit them, and then enemy just back off. And when when next wave coming, I start to hit the melee minion and then try to get the level 2 advantage for sure. And yeah, like if you are the Thresh player, I think you... You know how to do this, for sure.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, I I like that. I haven't thought about just using the the Targon stacks to, um, you know, fast fast clear the second wave and get it that way. Um, all right. So, are there like what? Are you always doing this, uh, whatever the, the matchup, or are there some cases where you're not really going for this? You, you mentioned, like, the jungler influence, and sometimes you're going for W instead, but are there some matchups where you would not want to do this uh, either?
0: Mm, I think it's, it's just all up to situation. It's hard to say when to go double, when to go Q. Basically, you should read the map, what's going on in the game, and you have to decide you are going for hook, you are going for lantern.
1: Okay, oh yeah, that that makes sense. Um, when you do go for a hook, like just in general, not just a, a level two, are you mostly using your hook to like get really good short trades, or uh, are you always looking for an all in? Like, what? How do you generally use your hook?
0: Usually, I think like in early game, and you have ignite. Usually, you are looking for all in, but if not, you just go for a smart trade. But you know, it's like. If I have ignite, I I will just go for all
1: in most of the time. Okay. When you do land your hook, um, I I watch some of your replays and I almost never see you use the second part of your hook where you're gonna go in with that. Even when you're going for an all-in, um, why is that? Why do you not use that? So before
0: Thresh could just like
1: fly right
0: away, but you know, as I say, the Thresh got nerf. Like. Lots of time, so thresh is not like really tanky as vi- as before. So if you if you just like uh, use second queue, your position is not safe anymore. So you are actually jumping into enemy area, and then you are gonna just die. So I most of the time I die. <laughs> like I I had the ex- experiment games a lot, and then whenever I just pop the second Q and they just, I literally just die in one one second, especially in 5v5 five five situation. So yeah, it's, it's like, if you hook, you, you can just like, just slowly walk up and then you can flay. So you don't need to actually fly to hit the flay.
1: Okay. Yeah, that that, that makes sense. I, I figured it'd be something like that. Um, cool. All right. So when it comes to your passive, how important are the souls to you? So you know, for example, in the lane, if there's a soul there, but you'd have to walk up to get it. Um, you know, do, do you go for it? What, what's your thoughts on that?
0: Ah, uh, I think this is also really like when I when I saw other thresh player, it's like sometimes they don't they don't give a fuck about this. But you know, thresh armor it doesn't scare like other champions. You should gather the souls to get our ar- armor. Otherwise, you are just you're just squishy as F. So I always like whenever the soul coming and then I just think like, you know, usually when Stretch walk up for to gather soul, enemy usually think, oh, Stretch looking for hook instead of Stretch gonna gather soul, you know? So it's like, you know, for my side, it's like I'm just getting soul. But for enemy side, it's like they start to get freaked out. It's like, oh my God, Slash gonna hook for me. So... It's okay to get soul in landing pace unless the soul is too far away. So I think most of the time I just look for soul and the stretch player forget about it. It's like there are soul. There are two two souls coming off after you kill dragon or Herald or Baron. You I you know sometimes it's like I, I I saw the replay. It's like literally you you do dragon and you record, but you don't you don't gather the the dragon soul, is like you can just throw lantern and base at the same time, but people just don't get it. So what I usually do is like I, I do dragon together and then I just I just base like next to dragon if it's safe or I just throw the lantern and base. So I get two soul and record at the same time. So I think lots of slash players don't really actually care much as I saw.
1: Okay. <laughs> but you, you care about it quite a bit. That's interesting. I care about it, yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Yeah. Uh one thing I also wanted to ask uh in in the laning phase, uh when it comes to the matchup, is there like a big difference between going against uh, an enchanter support or another engaged support? Like do you significantly change how you play the lane based on that?
0: Uh so basically it's like when I when I play Thresh, what enemy can do is like they're gonna Pick Blitz or they go for like Lux, you know, some mage support can just like try to win, uh, try to beat me in early game. But so it's like usually in Korea Soluki, if I pick Thresh, what, what, what enemy gonna pick is like they usually pick Lux, like Caitlyn Lux, or they're gonna pick like Jinx Blitz or Caitlyn Blitz. It's like something that can one shot Thresh. It's like if my enemy is like mage support, my job is like don't get chunked before I engage. always try to be full HP and then kind of moving around the bush and then always ready to hook with the full HP, that's my job. And if enemy is like engage support, then my job is like I always don't get engaged by them and they're ready for Lantern. So it's like against mage, Thresh can play aggressively and then try not to lose HP. That's my job. Against the engage support, my job is I don't give them engage situation, and they're always ready for uh protect my Eddie.
1: OK. Does that kind of also, it kind of comes back to what you said earlier, where sometimes as Thresh, you know, you're not playing as aggressive, and you're really just looking for good moments to lantern. I guess when the enemy is playing an engage support, you're even more looking for that, I guess, right? Yeah. OK. That's cool um and lastly on, on the same note, how does the uh, ad carry that you're playing with factor into that? um like do you change how you how aggressive you are, for example, based on uh, the ad carry that you have so
0: usually when when he, when I play solo queue, it's like i always check my ad carry and then I check if this guy's main ad or got auto fail. That's the most important thing you like when when you when you play solo queue. And then if your AD is like, most of the time it's gonna be main AD carry, then I kinda play more like more confident, like oh uh, we can we can beat 2v2. So I, I play more aggressive, but if my AD carry is not the main guy, it's like kinda, you know, usually you're gonna get like support player playing AD and then they just pick Zix or Jin. Usually they pick these two champions and they try to go 50-50 somehow. So my I'm gonna just play for just clear the wave and then looking for roaming. So yeah, I think I th- I basically do this two different way.
1: Okay, that's <laughs> so kind of funny. I, I was asking about the champion picks, but it makes a lot of sense to just look at the the player instead. That's a that's a good approach as well. <laughs> All right, let's uh switch gears a little bit and talk about the items. So first of all, from what I can tell, you pretty much always rush uh, Moby Boots on Thresh. Um, So my question is, what makes Moby Boots better than other items, Uh, you know, if other items would give you combat stats, like health, for example? Uh, So basically,
0: you know, when you play Thresh or when you play against Thresh, it's like the Thresh is the, like the skill is already great. hook is great, flay great, lantern is just most op skill in league of legends so it's like mobi boots is really important for stretch because where you are is the most important thing to know as a stretch so it's like if you have mobi boots you can roam faster than enemy and you can you know you can get to top first you can go to mid first or you can you can get into their enemy jungle and they look for a hook inside of their jungle. It's like Moby Butch can give you lo- like lots of anger to make play. Also because Moby Butch you can run away faster if enemy just like TP behind you just run run away and they just lantern to your teammates. It's like Moby Butch does really a lot. But there, you know, maybe some people are gonna think like, oh why why not C D shoes? And then you know you're gonna have more flash earlier but i think most of time i think all stretch players usually go for mobi boots because if stretch is too slow it's like you know in game what you're gonna feel like oh what if i have mobi boots here you know it's like you're gonna have this moment a lot when you have other shoes it's like oh what if i have mobi shoes i i could already kill enemy top what if i have Moby Boots here, I could already get into their jungle and then look for hook, and then before dragon I could end the game. You know? I think that's why people go for Moby Boots on Stretch.
1: Okay. I guess it's really about like all the opportunities you get that you otherwise really wouldn't have if, if you didn't have movies. That's that's yeah. interesting. Um so yeah when it comes to roaming um well first of all my question is like when should you roam? Um like what says to you that it's a good moment to to go for a roam?
0: So basically, uh, the best moment to roam is like when you don't have to care about your ADC carry. So usually, when your ADC carry is like recalling, then you can just go for roam. And if you are a better player, you just you just start to roam when your ADC carry can uh clear wave for sure. You know, if you want to roam, you need to know when to roam. The moment it's like uh, your ADC is safe and then your jungle is both side and you can you can make some play because it's like let's say your mid is recalling and then you are you are going bot and even though you roam to mid you have nothing like your jungle is top side your mid is recalling you have nothing to do on bot like or going going to mid you have nothing so that's not the moment for roaming so you should just try to care about the your ed- carry more. But usually when you when you first base your mid will be just like doing laning page. You have to see the lane and then kinda check if you can do something there. And if you are sure you can do something, it's like let's say enemy mid has no like move skill like let's say they are playing Victor and then your mid is playing air So if Lupalong has some finger, you know, you can You can land hook after Lublong E for sure. So it's like it's all situational, but let's say your mid is like playing Victor and then enemy mid is playing Lublong. Even though you are playing Thresh, you cannot make play. So your job is not looking for killing mid. Your job should be getting vision around mid or gather together with the jungler and then do something. And then, but most important thing to know as a roaming situation is like your AD carry is safe or your your AD carry don't need you. It's like usually nowadays when Jigs came out, you know, support to roaming 24-7 because, you know, you don't need to care about the Jigs. Jigs just throw Q and then do it fine. So if you want to roam, you always have to check your AD carry is safe or not. And if yes, you can start to roam. And then you also have to check what you can do around mid, around top, around jungle. Then, yeah, you always have to answer the question what you can do with the roaming.
1: Okay, I like that. If uh, If there isn't anything to do, and also you don't really need to be bot lane what are you usually doing? Like, are you just going for vision or are you recalling more than often? Like if your AD carry is just fine clearing waves, but also (laughs) the enemy mid laner is a blank, you know, what do you do in that case? Then usually
0: the around eight minutes, because the nowadays header is really, really important. So usually after second base, I usually get the movie shoes and then go to header and get vision around header. So. Yeah, usually looking for the fight four v four on top side. So yeah, and they get the vision. And if if I'm earlier than enemy, I just stay kind of forward and look for uh hook on enemy support coming to get the vision. So it's kind of like tempo fight. It's like who's who's gonna be there first, and then are you gonna are you gonna hook them or not? Are you gonna wait for them to engage? It's like kind of. You know, there are so many situations that I cannot actually explain what's right or just for one case. But usually, around 8 minutes, I go for Herald. And if there is no Herald, I always try to group up with my jungler and then make some play with
1: jungler. OK, that's that's interesting. Just thinking about uh, already thinking about Herald at 8 minutes as a support is <laughs> is interesting. I don't think a lot of people uh, really do that. Um. Okay, if there are a lot of roam opportunities and you're going for them, do you not get behind on XP? Do you worry about that, or how do you make sure you don't uh, fall behind on that? So usually,
0: after level 6, you're kind of same champion. It's like, level 6 thresh, level 7 thresh, kind of same, you know? It's like, when you see your AD is like level 6, enemy AD, level 7, you're going to feel like a lot different, you know? So... I think support, kind of lower level, it doesn't actually mean much unless like level 3 or level 4. But usually I think I never get behind just roaming because if I'm roaming, that means enemy support has to roam. Otherwise, game is just going to be broken. So I don't think, it's like, let's say I, I'm roaming 24-7 and the enemy support just like stick to their bot and they're just doing nothing. Then I'm gonna just kill enemy top, kill their jungle, kill enemy mid, so that game will be super easy for us. So, in the Korean challenger game, when I roam, of course enemy is roaming too, so it's gonna be always same level as enemy support.
1: Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like uh, either it's gonna be the same or it's just a really good trade off, and you get a lot off of it. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Um. Cool. Yeah, I, I guess this was a, was a long talk about uh, Mobis and roaming. Um, I, I just want to finish up with uh, with the other items. So uh, after Mobis, you're obviously going to go for your Mythic. What options do you have for that? So actually, after patch,
0: the uh, people were talking about the the even Shroud, right? But even before it got nerfed, I was still thinking like the Locket is better than Shroud IMO because. You know, it's like you hook or you flay enemy getting more damage. But Thresh, I think Locate is like, you don't need to hook, you don't need to flay or anything. You just need to click. Then, you know, you're going to give shit for your teammates. So I think it's like 90% I will go look at for Thresh. Because also what I care is like, can I fish enemy? It's like, because the most... Like, strong CC is the low HP. It's like, just imagine you, there is a 5% HP thresh moving around. You are going for kill. But, you know, if you have at and the enemy just, like, jump in to kill me, I just pop lockhead and fish them to die. So, I think, at I don't know. I, I prefer to uh at instead of even shroud. so.
1: Okay. Um... So yeah, it, it, I guess, uh, yeah, it makes sense that Locket is your preferred choice. Um, are there any other mystics uh, you would ever run? Like, I think I've seen you do Shurelia's uh, What What is your, your thoughts on that? Yeah, so if enemy, so let's say you're playing
0: against Rakan, and then you you have to, I always think like, okay, should I go Shurelia match? And then just like when enemy just pops Shirelia I just pop at the same time and then run away? Or I just use at and then kind of try to absorb the damage. But, you know, late game, the 300 shield not going to save your AD if enemy can just like five people can jump into. So some matchup, I go for Shurelia for just to match the move speed. So it's like Rock on just like Shurelia and then run run faster to kill me. I just like Shurelia at the same time and then you know so yeah i think i i think just to match the shurelia i go for shurelia sometimes
1: okay yeah that that makes sense i like that um and then for items after your mythic what items are you usually building on thresh so
0: usually i think the chain is the most efficient item as i calculate so I think I go for chain because it's really tanky and then kind of more CC time. is like, I think, really good. And if I just play like Meiji Star stretch, I go for redemption and then just like look at and redemption for team fight.
1: Okay. Um. So when you mention chain, you mean uh, anathemas, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, do you ever build uh, Knight's Vow or is it uh, the always? Like the most of the time, just prefer redemption.
0: I think nightfall is really good item, and I build nightfall on other support like Leona or like whatever tank support. But nightfall, let's say you put on the AD, and then your AD get the damage, you lose HP. But the most important thing is like you are losing movement move speed. So that's why I don't go with nightfall on stretch, even though I know it's good item. So it's like. Just imagine, in teamfight, you have mobile you're moving fast, and then try to get the good position, and then somehow you already get the damage from poking, and then you lose, H, uh, you lose mobi move speed. You feel so bad, you know? So I don't want to get just like, you know, I don't want to get that low move speed in <laughs> just random situations,
1: so I don't buy it. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I hadn't thought of that. That's interesting. All right. Cool. Yeah, awesome uh finally i let's talk about the the mid and late game for a bit so when it's later into the game what is kind of thresh's role at that point
0: so usually mid late game you will never look for walk four to hook so i think late game what thresh should do is just look for hook be like under the vision clear the vision and then you just kind of throw hook when enemy just walking forward to get the vision aggressively then you start to fight but you will never just like walk forward in front of their face and they throw the hook you're gonna die because it's, it's not the tanky anymore so usually what i do is i always look for lantern i think lantern has to is going to be my number one job for my aid carry especially late game and second is like always look for hook when enemy just try to get the vision. I think I usually focusing on these two job. Ah, uh, no more just play aggressive because I'm not tanky anymore.
1: Okay. Um. Let's let's talk about the hook uh, a bit first. So I guess most of the time you're just actively clearing vision and then waiting, you know, for the enemy to place it again so you can get them right. How do you make sure that you're constantly getting that vision without you know leaving your team too much and how do you do both? How do you clear vision and make sure that you're able to lantern your AD carry?
0: So usually it's about the macro. Um, Mid late game usually one team getting top side vision and the other team usually get the bot side vision. So it's going to be kind of split the map. But if enemy, like let's say I'm getting top side vision and if enemy just try to save the top side vision and that's how the fight occurs. So. Yeah, it's it's like you have to understand what's your team's plan. Uh because the plan you should get the vision around that. And you need to see what enemy gonna react. It's like they're gonna look for a vision fight or they're gonna just get the another side vision. If I'm thresh I usually kinda in the winning situation, so I always get to choose the side that I'm getting vision, earlier the enemy. So let's say I'm getting top side vision. And then when I get the top side vision, enemy choice is two. First, come to my side or go to another side. But if they go to another side, I'm getting objective for free. So if enemy want to contest, they have to come to my side. And then that time I'm there to look for my hook. So it's like enemy is like kind of have some risk playing against my hook. And if they get hook, I hook, they die, we get better. If they go on the other side, we get three better. So it's kind of, you know, I'm always doing the winning situation.
1: OK. Um, I, as a follow up to that, how about if you're on the other side? If you're on the losing side, and the enemy is kind of using the strategy against you, right? They're controlling the vision for the objective that they want to get. How do you handle that? How do you actually manage to get in? Or do you just always give it up? Like, what do you think of that?
0: So that time. It's like what my teammates can do is matter, really matters. Because let's say my team is like team fight comp, then I will, I will just go, i bring my teammates and we, we look for 5v5. And then we go mid and we get to Baron side Vision together, like as a group. Then we can we can kind of clean up the vision and then we we start to, you know, up and down the vision fight. Okay, I get vision and after record they get vision, you know, it's kind of, you know, bounce and bounce. But if my team is not the, you know, team fight comp, that time the really hard situation coming up. It's like if you are losing team fight and if you don't win, like maybe you just have to wish you are winning the split, you know? Then your job is like just try to get shallow vision and then kind of look for on other side play. And then if enemy just like randomly start to Baron, we should kind of punish their Baron, that that's what I can do. It's like I cannot just be Superman, you know. Try to turn the table that game. So it's so like my job is like always be aware enemy can do Baron, but still not gonna die by enemy support. You know, hiding on bush. It's just I think it's also really up to the situation, but the. Good support can win that losing situation, I believe. So I always kinda challenge myself to win that type of game.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I, I like the I, I guess it really is about, you know, making sure that your team is on the same page and also looking at whether you can win it. Um, if you if you do think that uh, going in as a group will actually work are you just actively pinging that and making sure that your team is on the same page with you? Like, do you shotcall that, or are you kind of trying to feel it out and see see what your team thinks?
0: I think when I when I got uh this year when I got rank three that highest pick, I was I literally ping every moment, like where is the enemy jungler? I ping ping ping, and then on oh, support roaming ping 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 ping, and hey guys we get vision here ping 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 ping. It's like I was doing all shackling like as I can, but I think if I really want to win, I think I just ping a lot. But after the season, I just start to just like not pinging much because it's kind of kind of eating my brain energy a lot. That's what I feel. It's like if I just start to ping and then start to make shock horror, it's it's kind of like two or three times more energy than just playing solo cube by itself. So, but if I really want to win, I, you know, who care about the energy? Just do my best.
1: All right, I, I like that. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> cool. So when you do go for a team fight, so let's say you're you're looking for a 5v5, um, what are you kind of paying attention to, and what is Thresh's role during a team fight? So first one I, I'm i kind of looking at myself is uh,
0: looking at the game. It's like, should I look for hook, or should I just protect my ID? That's the first question coming into the team fight. And if I have to protect my aid carry, I always look for my aid carry position, not look for other teammates. And, or if I have to engage, then I always look for who's gonna be first, then I'm gonna throw hook after he put the CC on the enemy. So, yeah, usually I check these two situations.
1: Okay. If you if you do have to protect your ad carry, does that mean that you're generally like kind of in the back line and making sure that you can lantern them out? And what do you do? Like, is that where you're positioning? And if it is, do you then, you know, kinda go in after or do you keep uh, do you keep staying with your ad carry?
0: So I think in T5 I usually kinda stay kind of next to my AD carry, not behind much. Because when the fight start, then I can still protect my AD carry and look for a hook at the same time. So I, I think my position will be always around my hook range plus my lantern range. So usually kind of middle of my team.
1: OK, yeah, that makes sense. It's just kind of in the position where you can do everything where all the options are available, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, cool. Um, you mentioned earlier that you're usually trying to control vision in order to get a good hook. Um, Are there any situations where you're more proactive, where you're willing to just uh, straight up engage?
0: Uh, If my team is like on the number advantage, it's like Usually always engage gonna work when it comes to 5v4, you know 4v3 It's like when you have number advantage I throw the hook or I just even flash flay because number advantage is the, the main reason you are winning the team fight so Let's say your your top is like pushing the wave and then walking to the dragon, and the enemy top is answering the wave. Enemy top has no TP, so at that moment, if you engage, the fight gonna be five v four, no matter what, right? Because enemy top is answering the wave. So you, when when I see the number of damage hundred percent, then I start to fight right after I see. Okay,
1: yeah, that makes sense. All right. Uh, last but not least, I um, I wanted to discuss kind of a, a high level view of the game and how you look at it. And my first question for that is, how do you get better at the game? Simple way is just play
0: more games. It's like it's kind of same as the study. Is you know maybe some people gonna can approach. It. It's like how you study is really matter. But the thing is like how long time you study. It's like let's say A students like study twelve hours students study sixteen hours. who gonna be better? You know it's like of course sixteen hours because they you know, well, I don't know what a gonna do for four hours, but at least this B guy just like play more, you know, so I think how do I get better is i just play more games because when you play more games, you find your weakness, your strengths, and then especially you can get the feedback if you have coach or You know, if you can check yourself, so you can get better, just like learning from your mistake. So I think, I think just like play more game. That's it. Yeah.
1: All right. Um. In that case, you know, there are a lot of people who play a lot of games, but they still uh, are in like bronze or silver, and they're uh, not learning. How How would you explain that, and what kind of advice would you give to those people?
0: So let's say you, you want to go to university, you have to do some study, the exam, right? So it's like before the SAT, you're going to get the kind of previous SAT test. It's like, oh, what, what's my rank, you know? So you're going to take the kind of testing situation and then, oh, you, you get the kind of shitty score. Then what you're going to do? Okay, I fail mathematics. I failed this, this. So I'm going to work on this. That's the feedback. It's like, okay, I'm shit at, I'm really fucking bad at landing page. Okay, that's the mathematic I guess. And then you just, like, start to get the feedback, and then start to uh, research or study how to get better in landing page. And then you play, you, you get the test again. That's kind of a like rank game again. You you get it again. And then, oh, landing page got better. Okay, I got the gold, but okay after landing page i i fucked up i don't know what to do okay then i start to figure out roaming and the vision fight okay i gotta study again so study 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 and then you know after i got the feedback and fix fixed the problem you start to get the diamond you know i think it's like most of people you know if you just play for fun that's fine that's absolutely fine you're gonna you want to have same level because you never get the feedback you never get try to be the better then of course you're gonna get stuck in your silver like diamond or gold whatever because you never try to be better never try to get the feedback or learning so like if you really want to get better try to get the feedback from other people or watch other people replay what's the difference between this guy and the challenger guy oh maybe i was missing this part okay i'm gonna add this and i'm gonna think about this you know i think that's that's how you get better at anything. It's like not even game. It's like if you want to better at singing, then you have to get the feedback and you have you fix it right. So I think it's kind of simple, but people don't do it because it's kind of take lots of energy.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's simple, but it's also hard to do.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. Cool. Um... Awesome. Uh, another question I I have uh, for you especially so uh, since you play a lot of solo queue but you're also playing uh, competitively from your perspective what are kind of like the major differences between the two and you know is that something that you you have to adjust to is, is it's like different what kind of game you're playing to you or is it the same?
0: Uh it's like solo queue is like you are matching with random nine people right and it's like, you know, one time they're going to be your enemy and the next game, they can be your team, you know? So it's like whatever situation coming up, you should adapt the situation to win the game. But the competitive one is like you are playing with the same person. Like literally, unless they change player, roster every, every day, it's not going to happen, right? So you, you, you want to play with the same four people together and then... You know, enemy is also doing same, like nine assets team gonna do the same thing, same player, they're gonna work together, how to win the game together. It's, it's like, it's more challenging than solo queue, I think. It's like the team chemical is also important, how you talk to people, you know, how to care about, you know, teammates' mentor energy, and, you know, it, it, it's kind of complicated, but yeah. So it's like, I think, Every team has really a kick for just, like, nice people, I guess. And, yeah, it's like, try to find the harmony. I think that's biggest difference.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. Uh, like, solo queue really, in comparison, would be almost like a very individual experience where you're focusing mostly on yourself, whereas... I guess even if you're evaluating games at, like, the, the, the pro stage, you're doing it as a team, right? And you're looking at everyone at the same time.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's like, solo queue is, like, really simple. You If you do better job, like, if you do your job, 100%, it's, like, highly you're gonna win. Because it's like, if enemy support doing 80%, I'm doing 100%. If I'm losing this game, that means my team, my, my other four people are fucking up, right? Then... Just accept. Thank you. Next, but when it comes to pool game, it's like you have to do your job hundred percent. But still, if you can care about your team, you have to go for care together. It's like look, watching the uh, like replay together with the jungler, watching the bot to be to match with the ADC carry. It's like really more jobs to do.
1: Awesome. I I like that. <laughs> cool. Um. Yeah, finally, I guess on on a personal note, from what I understand, you it actually took some time away from League, but now you're back. So my question is, how do you feel about that? And you know, has that kind of given you a fresh look on the game? With um, how do you see the game now? Uh, I mean, it's like I I took
0: it's like more than six months. It's like break doing other stuff, but that time what I realized is like when I play League of Legends, it's like I play, and then I check the time. It's, like, already 10 hours gone. It's, like, what the fuck? It's, like, that's kind of, like, time machine for me. It's, like, League of Legends was, like, time machine. That's what I realized. It's, like, ah, it's, like, when I don't feel the time going on, doing something, that means that I'm really into it. And when I did other job, I felt the time. It's, like... Damn! What the fuck? I I did so much, but fucking two hours or only, you know. So <laughs> that I kind of figure out it's like, oh, I love to play League of Legends, and why do I need to? Why did I just like run away from League scene? That's what I love. And okay, let's try again. And yeah, if I don't get rank ten, I'm gonna fucking retire right away. And yeah, I I just made it. And i didn't expect actually 100 percent, but you just gave me the chance to play and yeah i mean like i really feel like i'm super lucky it's like with this passion back, and if i can play lcs then you know it's like i my mindset is like i have nothing to lose it's like i burn my bridge behind and then just like it i'm gonna just win everything so i'm i'm really i I feel like my brain is like kind of washed up in good way it's like i back to 20 years old brain and i just like love to play this league of Legends. so yeah i mean really really fresh for me it's like I, I i feel like i'm just i just i'm a rookie on league of legend now
1: <laughs> <laughs> i love that so i guess it's a newfound love for the game and that's amazing. Alright. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to uh seeing how you do the this upcoming season. I'm I'm rooting for you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Thank you, thank you.
1: Awesome. Uh, all right, let's let's close this off. I have one last question, um, and that is gonna be what is the best thresh skin?
0: I think the the what is it, the latest one, there's a the dragon thresh is I think it's, it's, it's so cool. It's that when you base there's a dragon coming up. So I it was like kinda dark start stretch on me, but I think the dragon stretch seems cool. Cooler than the dark stretch.
1: <laughs> Alright, awesome. Cool. Um yeah. Thank you so much for being on this podcast. This has been really awesome. Um where can people find out more about you?
0: Oh, uh, I mean I'm uh, nowadays I'm just kinda taking a
1: break from streaming.
0: But uh, you guys can find me on Twitch on Ole, and just you can find me on Twitter, Ole, Instagram, Ole. You know, I got lucky to get the Ole, the, the unique nickname, Hello Backward. So, <laughs> yeah, you can just easily find me, just Google Ole. So, yeah, you can find me there.
1: Awesome. All right, that's it for this episode. If you want to stay up to date with the podcast, be sure to join the Discord. It'll be the place for announcements, events like the Q&A, and perhaps even giveaways and more. And if you enjoyed this episode, please consider sending it to someone who you think would be interested in it as well. Thank you for listening.